Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi creates superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic, free of fillers, and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. Go to Organifi.com forward slash Slayer and use the code SLAYER for 20% off your first order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Slayer and use the code SLAYER for 20% off any item. Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek and today I'm speaking with Grammy award-winning pianist Peter Cater about the healing power of music during challenging times. Peter has often been called prolific and is said to have the gift of melody. His love and enthusiasm for the creative process, self-exploration, the healing arts, and the natural world continues to inspire a wellspring of composing and recording. In a thriving career spanning over three decades and going strong, Peter is the recipient of dozens of awards and honors, including 14 Grammy nominations and a Grammy Award win for his 2017 Dancing on Water recording, and another in 2019 for his Wings recording. Peter's music has uplifted, soothed, healed, and inspired the lives of millions of people all over the world. And the new Rapture album is absolutely gorgeous. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer, Peter. Thank you, Shan. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you. Let's jump right in and talk about how your music can help people cope with the stress and anxiety they're dealing with right now, particularly during these challenging times and what some would call post-pandemic, which some are still calling pandemic. It's changed all of our lives. And I know that your music can be a great help. You know, with my whole process creatively is to not have an agenda, to not have an expectation or a, I've never tried to play healing music. Yeah. I just try to play music that's authentic to where I'm at, that really addresses the inner world that I'm experiencing. And whatever that is, whether it's calm, whether it's stress, whether it's peace and contentment, whether it's anxiety, it doesn't really matter. I think the important thing is to really be honest and genuine with myself. So when I go to the piano, I sit there, I take a breath, I check in with myself, and I express, well, this is where I'm at right now. And the funny thing is, it's say, say I'm feeling a little stressed, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't go there and I, and I play the stress. I play the awareness of the stress and, and what I would like to feel instead. I think I have this saying that I love, it's, it's authenticity heals. And I think that's really true in any case. It's like what creates havoc in our lives and in the world is denial and avoidance. That's what really creates all these weird mixed messages and compensations and people looking for temporary securities or power or control. It comes from a place of fear and denial. I think if we really focus in on what's beneath that, what's really true beneath that, then an unraveling can start to happen because we're being honest and present with ourselves and 
we're just dropping in deeper and a little deeper and the layers kind of remove themselves. And the next thing you know, you're getting closer and closer to your essential self. Yeah, I love that so much because, <laughs> well, because we're, we're constantly talking about mindfulness and doing your best to be in the present moment, to not be bummed out about something that happened in the past or fretting about something that might happen down down the road, but to be in it, whatever it is in this moment. And it sounds like that is what you do with your music. You you are where you're at and you're creating from that place of beingness in that moment. Yeah. I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but I'm not a big fan of affirmations. I'm not a big fan of people saying, you know, I am open, loving, receiving the abundance of the universe, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm not a fan of trying to manipulate the universe or my reality. I'm a bigger fan of having compassion and empathy and love for myself and for the situation that I'm in and for the people that it affects. Mm -hmm. So I would rather sit there and go like, wow, this is really hard, but you know, I know I'm doing the best I can. And I know that I have a deeper wellspring of love and energy and that is available to me. But I have to be honest with where I'm at before I can get there. Yeah. I have to really feel the feelings. You know, if there's something creating sadness or stress, I really need to just feel the sadness, you know, because on the other end of the sadness is something else. Right. Well, as I was listening to Rapture this morning, I was so grateful to just kind of let it sweep me away into this beautiful flow. That's just how it felt for me. It's just like, oh, this is so nice. And I know our listeners are going to enjoy listening in so much. I, I'd love to learn more about your creative process. And of course, a little bit more about the self-reflection that informed and translates into the new album. What happened to me a couple of years ago, I mean, I've always been into self-reflection, self-awareness, looking at my inner world, my inner psyche, my inner emotional programming that comes from my childhood and, you know, all my years of being in the world. I've always been very curious about that. But what I realized is that I was just kind of touching the surface. I kind of felt like, oh, I'm a sensitive male. I'm an artist. I'm creative. I'm in touch with my feelings. I can cry. I can feel things. I'm not afraid of intimacy. And I kind of thought that I had reached a pretty good place of fluidity mm -hmm. in myself and in my life. But I realized at this one time that I was really only just dealing with the main symptoms of like, oh, I feel, I feel stressed or I feel sad. I'm going to let go of those feelings. But I never really sat with what was still subtle and still there after the big feelings kind of went away. And I started to spend a lot more time just just kind of being with myself. And COVID helped with that because obviously, you know, we were limited in what we could do to distract ourselves in the world. We had to stay home. I'm not a big fan of watching TV um, or distracting myself with, uh, you know, surfacey kind of entertainment content. I'd rather, I'd rather not do that. Mm -hmm. And so I started just honestly just lying on the bed and looking at the ceiling fan for a few hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are not just, alone. <laughs> yeah. 
But what happened was, and I don't know why, because I wasn't really even like trying to do anything, but all of a sudden things started to unravel more and I became aware of much more subtle ways that I have been sort of like after things in my life. Like I've been chasing, I lead retreats on, you know, being present, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't see me as a person that is chasing career or chasing love or chasing money because I don't really see myself that way. But I realized on a subtler level that I do, I do still kind of like try to go out and get things. And I kind of felt like that came from a place of feeling of lack, feeling of like there was something missing that I needed to go out and get. And I just, for some reason, I felt okay with stopping that pattern. And for the first time in my life, I really felt like if there if there was a meter where to the right, it's me chasing and to the left, it's me doing nothing and just receiving and being, I felt for the first time in my life that meter just tilted slightly over to the left. And I really stopped this idea of I need to be creative. I need to be productive. I need to, I need to be open and working on my deeper issues. I need to receive. Right. I just stopped. I was like, okay, enough. And because I stopped, things started to really shift. And for whatever reason, I started to feel a lot more peace and contentment in my life. And I actually started receiving more love and intimacy and, and even, even some cash flow, some financial wealth. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to create it. It was just kind of just, I don't know, it was a strange kind of thing. And so It sounds like really- a lot of allowing and just being and, like you said, opening to receiving. Yeah, totally. And, and that's really where the, the title of the album came from. Because it has a double meaning for me, because rapture, it has two meanings for me. One is you know, the rapture of, of being in love, of being uh, you know, intoxicated with life and intimacy or whatever. But on the other hand, rapture has this, this connotation of being lifted, kind of being lifted out of the material world, the world of duality, of right and wrong, of giving and receiving. And I just felt like I got lifted out of that whole dual kind of either or mentality and perspective. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like I had a major shift, probably the most major shift of my life. And that's saying quite a bit because I've had a lot of shifts. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just still in it then, really? I'm still in it, but I actually, to tell you the truth, I am on the other side of it because I, I'm not aware of the huge shift right now as much as I'm aware of the more subtle things of like, oh, I don't really feel like doing it. I've always done this, but right now I don't feel like doing that for some reason. I, I have a different, there's all these little subtle ways that I feel like I've changed, like my relationships have changed. I hope this is what, I hope this is okay to talk about because this is honestly really what's been going on for me. I've shed a lot of relationships this last two years. I kind of felt like I really wanted to free myself of whatever in my life was just filler, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying that these people are bad or there aren't good, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, but for me in my life, there was, there was a lot of relationships I had that were just kind of taking up space that I didn't really feel were genuinely authentic or nurturing one way or the other. So I mm-hmm. kind of, Gently let those go. I let go of, I lost weight. 
I let go of, you know, some eating patterns that again, were just filler. And I've always been aware of my diet, but for some reason, things just really started to change. And I just let them change. And there's the discomfort of the empty space that you have to deal with, you know, yeah. because we're always, you know, we, we try to fill up our discomfort with things. And um, so I, I've been doing a lot of that. And uh, it's been quite a profound time, you know, and as much as I don't like what's going on in the world, I don't like the whole COVID thing. I don't like the way it's being dealt with. I don't like how the governments are getting involved and, you know, all these mandates and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I have to be honest and say, wow, for some reason, all of this going on right now has really created some beautiful shifts in my inner world. And I am grateful to tell you that I mirror that over these last two years, without question. After the break, I'll share some of the changes that I experienced through this pandemic, and we'll jump right back into learning more about what Peter has to offer, his album, his retreats, and his piano sessions. I've been including superfoods in my diet for many, many years, and I just found a new product that I absolutely love. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Their green juice is one of my absolute favorites and contains essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha, which helps reduce stress and supports healthy cortisol levels. Organifi Gold is another favorite of mine. It's a superfood tea that supports rest and relaxation so you can wake up feeling refreshed. It's a perfect tea right before bedtime. Each Organifi blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water or your favorite beverage or smoothie. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. Go to Organifi.com forward slash Slayer and use the code Slayer for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Slayer. And remember to use the code Slayer for 20% off any item. Before the break, we were talking about the changes that have come in our inner lives and in our worlds during the pandemic. And I'd like to share a little bit more about my experience. It's been a, a beautiful time to really almost feel like mining for gold and just like gently sifting and letting things fall away that don't need to be there. And, yeah. and being in that space some days, like you mentioned, of discomfort because, well, wait a minute, am I supposed to be doing something or what, what's, <laughs> what's supposed to be happening here? Because I did let something fall away or I did allow myself more space or, I mean, even right down to the weight loss and change in nutrition, just like things that I would wake up and be like, oh, my body doesn't want this anymore. Wow. And let that go. You know, like it just doesn't. Yeah. And so I, I just relate, I mean, you know, listening to you, I'm like, oh, this is so cool because you're, you're not the first person that I've had this conversation with. I mean, you're the first person on the podcast that I have, but uh, a number of people in, in the circle that, the small circle that I'm a, 
part of have had similar revelations in the midst of wow. of everything else and so that's good it's so yeah i mean maybe not to say good bad right wrong but it's it's freeing it's liberating it's it's this sweet space of allowing ourselves to get to know who we are and what really does make us tick and what we really and how much we don't need and how much we pile on for whatever reason thinking we do need to do all of this to be all of that to to claim this award to produce this podcast to you know whatever the list goes on and on and then to just back up and go okay what's really important to me now yeah i got and, goosebumps as you were saying that because it's, it's it's awesome it's beautiful yeah 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 so let's talk about how your personal journey inspired you to help others and give me a little bit more information about what's going on. I definitely want you to talk about piano readings and whatever you're led to share. You know, when you're young in your career, you know, you want to reach more and more people and you want to play bigger and bigger concerts. And that's totally valid. And I totally get that. And I totally did that for a long time. And, uh, that shifted over the last, slowly over the last five years or so, where I coincidentally ran into this experience where people would just kind of, I'd do these retreats and people would sit around the piano and I'd play for them. And gradually people got closer and closer to the piano. And finally one person just said, I'm getting under the piano. And, you know, and that was kind of fun and funny and cool and whatever. And then I started doing more of that. And then I kind of realized there was a relationship between what I was playing. I was improvising a lot sure. and, and who was under the piano. And so I started exploring that more directly. And I realized that it was absolutely true that, you know, if I had one person under the piano, I would, you know, and if I connected with that person and I would make a point of talking, sometimes it would be a person that I knew like a friend and sometimes it would be like a, a new person. And I would talk with them first about what's going on in their life and, where they coming from? I had intuitively asked them questions that I was curious about or interested in and what they were saying. And then I'd have them get under the piano and play for them. And I found that it was really an amazing synergy between them and my music. And they felt it too. And they would often have experiences, you know, or have catharsis or emotions come up. And I felt like, the, wow, that's, that is rich. That, that is, is rich. So rich. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I want to come lay under the piano. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I so what, what's to. some feedback that you've received from some of the people who have uh, joined you in these piano readings? Well, the feedback is crazy. I mean, it's I, I honestly take very little responsibility for it because I feel like I'm just kind of getting myself out of the way and just sure. kind of following my creative intuition and my muse and just doing what I feel impulsed to do, you know, like I'll mm -hmm. just have ideas and I'll just do it. But the feedback is is pretty profound, life changing, the story of their the soundtrack of their lives unfolding before them, and healing stuff, you know, physically, emotionally. It's it's been pretty crazy, and I tend to, I don't think about that honestly because I do, I really don't want to get my ego involved. I don't really yeah. want. I still don't have an agenda. I think having an agenda almost always will get in the way of us really being present with what is. Oh, yeah, because if you allow yourself to just be in the moment with whomever this is that you've just had a conversation with that 
gets under the piano and then you just feel into it. It's magic. It's pure magic. It is. It is magic. So I started recording them for people. I was just going to ask you that. I was just going to yeah. ask you that. That's cool. We talk until I have a very, very specific, clear direction of what to play from mm -hmm. right down to what key, what initial chord changes, what initial melody, how much space, what the movement is. And when I have that, I, it just comes to me in, in talking with them because I'm looking for it. You know, I'm open mm -hmm. to receiving it, you know. Sure. And then I start playing. I don't know what I'm going to play, but I know where to start, at least for the first 30 seconds or a minute or so. And then I improvise for them for however long. It's usually between 10 and 15 minutes. Wow. I record it professional quality, you know, in my studio mics and, you know, how I record my albums. And then I send them the MP3 or the WAV file. You know, of course I charge people for this, but I do have certain times when people are dealing with some serious life situation, you know, and it's it's never really about money for me, but I do think it's important to put a value on things. And, oh yeah, uh, the energetic exchange is important. Yeah. I try to keep it as pure as possible and uh, again, not to have the agenda of me doing anything. It's more like just sharing space Sure. Together, me doing what I've been doing since I've been six so six years old and playing piano longer than I've done most things in my life. And, right. Uh, when we just kind of share in that place, and it's it feels very intimate and uh, you know very 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 personal. I, I just did one a couple of days ago. I do them lately. I've been doing them a couple of times a week. I did one a couple of days ago for a couple and I normally don't do couples because I found it to be confusing energetically. So I, sure. it's normally I just say one person at a time, but they were very insistent that, that it would be okay, that their energy is so connected that it wouldn't feel like two people. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> let's try it, you know? And it's true. Their, their relationship and energy was just so beautiful and so open it really was it really worked you know to do the both of them and it was it felt so i don't know juicy is kind of a, yeah sure know, ju juicy and rich you know wow and uh, and my actually my, my first grammy uh for my album dancing on water that album is a compilation of some of my favorite sections of these personal piano readings oh that's say, awesome yeah, I saved them, and I and I know that some of them just are like, wow, that was not only emotionally intimate, but also musically beautiful and, and solid. And uh, so I put together 11 or 12 of my favorite sections from those readings, this solo piano. And after 13 nominations, or actually, actually 12 nominations and not winning, that was my 13th nomination, and it was the first time that I won. <laughs> and it was like it was wow it was just it really was oh how gratifying is that oh my how gosh and just so much more meaning i would guess on top of all of the other beautiful pieces and, and beautiful submissions to have this also be a part of these sessions and have yeah. that be wow yeah it was a wow for sure i'm sitting i have a, like a huge huge grin on my face like that's just so cool <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And so these retreats are just something that you offer one-on-one and people reach out to you and you work it well, out, a, whatever that yeah, looks like. Yeah, those are the piano readings. Yeah, yeah. and I actually, I've found that they also work uh, via Skype or FaceTime. I need to see the person and they need to see me. Okay. Uh, but uh, they also work really well uh, on Skype and FaceTime or Zoom, whatever. Cool. But I also do these retreats, like a whole week-long retreat for people, with people. You want to hear about that? Uh, absolutely. So these started off, I was living in Hawaii, and, you know, I heard about people having, doing these kinds of things. You come to beautiful locations and hang out and do things. And so it started off being, come to Hawaii and spend a week with Peter doing his favorite things, going to his favorite restaurants and favorite beaches, you know. But then I got really, I got kind of tired of that because I don't like superficial. I like more deep, connected intimacy kind of things. Right. And and I wanted to build in more ways of people to really become more real and authentic together rather than just, hey, let's have a good time, party together. And so I started adding in little things that I've learned in my life, the work that I've done, both in workshops and trainings and therapy and all that. And I started adding in more of structure. And so now I do these retreats in Montana right now. I, I want to do them again in Hawaii, but right now this there's a place in Montana called the Dancing Spirit Ranch. It was just outside of Whitefish. And uh, they have a beautiful, like, 300-acre, just gorgeous nature mm-hmm. with some structures and, you know, like a schoolhouse meeting place and accommodations and a kitchen and dining area and everything. It's just really gorgeous. And the people that run it are very conscious about the land and you know they just started their own organic gardens i mean it's almost like too good to be true it's like so beautiful just amazing and so i started holding my retreats there and we do around 20 people for a week and i invite guest musicians to come in and play as well and we do some structured um, authentic relating intimacy small groups and large groups it's not, it's not super serious. And again, it's not like yeah. the intention, again, from the very beginning is let's just allow ourselves to be present. Let's just give ourselves a week to have all our needs met. We don't need to worry about the world, about preparing meals, about an agenda. We'll just hang out here. We'll meet. We'll do some relaxation, authentic relating exercises. We'll spend a lot of time in nature together. We'll walk We'll hike, we'll paddleboard down the Whitefish River or kayak. You know, we have these three meals a day that are amazing. We do fire circles at night. And it's evolving. Every year I have a lot of repeat people. So I keep it evolving because I don't ever want to have it be a routine that I do. I want to have it be something that's really fresh and really relevant to what's going on in my world. Right. And what I feel like, you know, would be interesting and juicy to share. And, well, it uh, sounds delightful. It is. Honestly, it's the most interesting thing I'm doing right now in my life and my career. Again, it's the more personal and the more connected I can be, the better I feel. I have very, very little interest in doing concerts, you know, where I'm on stage performing and people are sitting there listening and clapping. Right. You know, it's part of what I do. But what really gets me going is to sit in a living room with 15 or 20 people and play and have them get under the piano in between songs and talk and connect and just really be human beings together. Yeah, right. You know? Be <laughs> be together in this present moment and just have so much 
gratitude for yeah, re- the experience. Yeah. Real yeah. gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Like, like genuine gratitude. There's this buzzy thing going on these days where it's like, yeah, if you're grateful, the more grateful you are, the more abundance you receive is sort of the concept. And so you see a lot of people yeah, say, yeah. I'm so grateful for this and that. And you kind of detect a bit of insincerity about it because honestly, true gratitude is a humbling drop to your knees. Oh my God experience. Oh yeah. You know, when you, when you really feel true gratitude, it's it, it like say, breaks like, your heart wide open. Yeah. Yeah. It breaks your, yes. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's like, <laughs> and, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm enjoying this conversation so much. Yeah. Me too. Oh, Peter, for someone listening in that, hasn't explored the world of of self-healing who is still in that space of trying to figure out what's wrong with them but wants to get into that self-reflection place and space what advice would you give to them well a good starting place is is self-acceptance mm. of like yeah it's hard. Life is friggin' hard. It will challenge you in ways that you just don't even know if you can deal with sometimes. And just having that self-compassion yeah. of like, of like, yeah, I've been beat up emotionally at times. I don't feel whole. I don't feel like I can cope sometimes and have that be okay. There is this thing of like, oh, we're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be in control of our lives. Look how confident they look. Look how functional they are in the world. You know, just all this stuff. And honestly, so much of that is just BS. Oh, know? it is. I it's know. the it's the masks that we wear. It's the way that so many have been raised to just suck it up. Put put that over here. You know, let's put that on the shelf so that you can go out and function. And then right. and then you're not functioning really. Yeah. <laughs> I love the self-acceptance piece and the self-compassion piece because there are some days that our listeners, all they can do is get out of bed and, yeah. and, and maybe celebrate that they brushed their teeth and had some food in some cases. Yeah. And you know what? Some days that's enough. Absolutely. And to, and to not judge yourself for it and to just be sweet with yourself for it. And there are days when I need way more space than project way more like i i might only be able to have two conversations or two interviews in a day and that to me is all i can do it's like all i've got and then i replenish and i used to be really hard on myself for that and now it's just like no honey that's that's what you can do exactly Mm. totally yeah and i'm i'm there too all 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 the time i i go through periods of like but my periods of lots of productivity always come after a period of just like, I can't do anything today. I'm right. Just, I don't have <laughs> right. You know, and, and like you said, you know, I can get up and I'm going to eat some food. I'm going to make myself something to eat. And I might just go back and take another nap because I don't have it today. And right. to embrace that and go, it's okay. It's, it's fine. Don't resist what our needs are and where we're at again. Yeah. You know, and then we might wake up and go, hey, I feel energized. Let me go out and, you know, crush this thing I've been wanting to do or whatever. It's just, 
Right. We just let it ebb and flow and be and do our very, very best not to let other people live inside our heads because yeah. that can cause even more pain and suffering. But to be in that space of sweetness and beauty and the real gratitude for what is presented in front of us and how truly, truly blessed we are for so many reasons to give yeah. thanks in, in that space. Peter, thank yeah. you for, thank you so much for choosing to spend some time with me today on Anxiety Slayer and to share a little bit more about yourself and your world. I just am so completely enamored with these piano readings. You'll probably be hearing from me. <laughs> um, but also, before uh, I turn you loose, where is the best place for our listeners to reach out to you? I, I know it's very easy for them to find you to, to buy your album and that space, but what about for your retreats and readings and such? What's the best way for them to find you? Everything is there on my website, petercater.com. The, the retreats are there, the piano readings, links to my music. I think I even have a blog on there. And then at the bottom of my website, there's a place where it says email Peter or whatever. And I get those emails directly. Awesome. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for all of the gifts that you bring to this world and to our listeners today. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And thanks for having me. It's been really fun talking it's it's great i actually like i said i felt very moved and goosebumpy a lot of the time so thank you that was grammy award-winning pianist peter cater learn more about peter his retreats his music and his piano readings at petercater.com and of course get a copy of rapture wherever albums are sold it is beautiful music <laughs>